Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services. And I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs again that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below when you purchase their services let them know derek sent you Ahoy, motherfuckers. Before we begin, because this is Black Exploitation Month and this is Brandon's month, he's going to be running the show. I just want to say, before we even step into this, I was fully prepared to make fun of the soundtrack of coffee because it's so goddamn bad. And then I went and looked and I found out that all the goddamn songs were made by Roy Ayers. And now I have nothing to say. could make fun of the lyrics though but that's because Roy Ayers lyrics have always just been the most dick and Jane shit in the world excellent song but when you really think about it yeah sure okay the music is great the lyrics are shit and when you really think about it all of Roy Ayers songs are like that we come from Brooklyn baby say that like six times and then the world is yours (laughs) and that's it and um everybody loves the sunshine Say that like 20 times throughout the song. Feel what I feel, what I feel, what I feel when I'm feeling. That's his whole lyrics. So when you ask him to put music, when you ask him to put a a soundtrack out with beats, yeah, he'll tear that up. But if you ask him to put words to it, don't ask him to do that shit. Don't ever ask him to do that shit. Because then stuff like this happens. George, George. 
me to write soundtracks back in the 70s I could have I could have done it too I don't know how you don't like this music it's the best I love the music I don't like the lyrics and the fact that I saw this movie for the very first time today this was a comedy I don't give a fuck what you say and I know you love coffee and I'm gonna try my hardest to be respectful of that because you named your your child your your pet child coffee so i'm not going to make too much fun of that but this was a comedy good sir i never said this was a good movie i said it's a great movie and those things aren't the same they aren't you're absolutely right and we've had that conversation before because you and other people have a determination that i have now adopted that just because something is a d movie overall does not mean you can't have a good time watching it and, and just because something's an A movie don't mean it's not horrible. Go yep. And, and hey, 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 buddy. What we're not going to do is uh, say Logan was a bad movie. No, Logan was a great movie, except it wasn't. <laughs> That's the best way I can explain Logan. It was a fantastic movie, except it wasn't. So Brandon is a fan of all the things 70s. 70s is the best time. If you watch this film, you'd be like, damn, the 70s look cool as hell. No, I, no. Actually, I came out of there look thinking. Cool as hell. I came out of there thinking that nigga got to unzip his whole jumpsuit to take a piss. Did you see them outfits they had on? Yes. This was fly. Yes. And so for the niggas who are out here talking bad about kids wearing skinny jeans and all that kind of shit, I just saw a nigga unzip his entire outfit to have sex. Like, from... From neck to navel, <laughs> had to unzip that shit and then roll it down off of his legs. And niggas were wearing that without shame in the 70s. Did you see them hats? Like, yeah. Mm, mm. This show, this movie, man. And by the way, this movie has is 78% better than Low Down Dirty Shame or Rotten Tomatoes. That makes way. sense because Low Down Dirty Shame is awful. I don't know how this movie got a 78, by the way. <laughs> Me either. I'm surprised critics like this movie that much. I think but, that it, but, but this also. This is the first ones. Isn't so the, it, it, they, they get better. Is, is, is Rotten Tomatoes one of the places to ask fans to also leave a review, or is it too The separate? audience score is 75. Okay. The critic okay. score is 78. Okay. But this is Pam Greer's like breakout film. So like it, she gets better. She wasn't very good in this film. I was gonna she ask. Gets better. I was gonna ask because I was worried. She was pretty bad in this film. Act everybody was pretty bad. She was the best of the worst as far as acting went in this film. No, um, King George was the best. No, because King George. No, it wasn't King George. That nigga at the beginning of the film who... That nigga, I swear, he passed this. He probably did a lot of Shakespearean roles. Because he sounded like he was just like, 
where are my bitches at? And it was just like, dude, like, you sound real, real bad right now. I took notes. I didn't take notes like I usually take notes because this is your episode and your month. But I I live tweeted this shit. It was fun for me. So this film, just so people know, is a black exploitation film. And some people, like Rashani, never seen it before. Well, that's the, because, like I said, my parents lied to me and said that no, they had I'm a not, lot of porn in you. it. I was explaining to people what they are. So there's there are a group of films that came out mostly in the 70s. There's been some since the 70s. But it's basically like a genre of films that centers around black people. And they often center around in quote unquote inner city activities so like pimping drugs or fighting or kung fu uh generally kung fu there's, <laughs> now there's a lot of black there's a lot of black exploitation kung fu movies a whole bunch of them. um my man um my man um Rudy Ray Moore Kelly my man Jim Kelly from Enter the Dragon is in a bunch of them uh but yeah so that's what these films are so you're gonna see like you know, pimps, you're going to see a lot of seducing, sexual activity. You're going to see a lot of guns and violence. And we know that. But for what they were at the time, you know, at the time, it was either you do these films or you don't see black people on the movies. Exactly. And so they did these films and a lot, and they got better as they went through time and their classics. And they still, as as stereotypical as they are, a lot of them still try to have some type of message to them of some sort. And this one, in Coffee, does a little bit as well. So that's a precursor of these films. I love them. I've seen Coffee. Before we start, I've seen Coffee many, many times. I love the film. Um, partly because I love Pam Greer, but also I just love how ridiculous it is. It's, it's such a ridiculous movie uh, that I can enjoy how Pam Greer went from just like your everyday nurse to Brock Lesnar and oh. Liam Neeson in like two days. Oh my God. A, I love it. But Liam, but here's the thing, Liam Neeson did the exact same thing in Taken. He uh, did. He, he did. He did. And um, at least they gave her a reason. When they had her walk into that drug rehab center for nine and ten year olds my nigga like what the fuck and they had the white boy so she was like 14 well they had the white boy in the very first bed with all that eye shadow underneath his eyes so he just looked sickly as shit and i i hooted i i didn't even laugh i chortled like i was like this what we're doing right now so that being said, I actually took notes this time. I'm not as good as this as Bashani is, but I'll try. Never downplay yourself. You're excellent. Let's go. To make this work. So the movie the movie opens at a nightclub and, you know, dude comes in and, you know, he tells Grover that, you know, I got this girl for you. And Grover's like, man, I'm not trying to deal with that. At least you see all these women around here? I'm good. Like, I don't need that shit. He's like, no, no, no. This girl's special. Like, when you see her, she's special. And she's down for whatever. Like, you know, come see this girl. And Grover's like, listen, I don't got time for this bullshit. I'm about to come out here. We can tell this strung out girl to beat the kick rocks and get out of here. 
He goes outside and they open the door and it's Pam Greer in the back seat and she's looking fine as fuck. And Grover is like, oh, you weren't wrong. This one, this one is special. And, you know, Pam Greer's like, you know, oh, I heard, are you a big man? I heard you the big man. Uh, you know, I want to, you know, I heard you the big man. I want to, I want to come see you. And he's like, all right, you know, all right, you know, we can, you know, we can go get high. We can go do this and that. Let's like, let's go. And then Cooper was like, you know, he was like, he was talking to the other dude. His name was Cooper. So you want to jump in? He was like, nah, I just want to get high and watch. <laughs> and I was like, Pam is playing this dude good. And then they played the coffee intro, which started the show. I mean, I, I I love the I love the the lines. He was like, I even got white tail. <laughs> he got white tail. He was like, I don't need that. I don't need no junky trick. I even got white tail. Like that was the epitome of, in the seventies. If you could get you a snow bunny, you were sitting pretty. And he got white tail. And he was like. You can at least look at her. She's in your car. Like, how the fuck she get in the car, my nigga? What kind of security are we pushing here? <sighs> Another thing you'll notice about black exploitation movies are their soundtracks are big parts of these movies, and they all have theme songs. All the main characters in all of these movies have themes behind them that are iconic. Okay. They I did notice them. that because we played the two uh lead the the two main characters i guess theme songs earlier in the episode so we're gonna see that throughout this month so then they get the they get the grover's crib and you know coffee seducing this dude and you know it's pam Grier, So oh 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 i do want to say this real quick me personally i fully expect to see five pussies in the credits when i started watching this deadly series I thought I was going to see five bushes in the credits alone. By the way, that my parents talked about black exploitation movies, and I was very put out. Okay, go ahead. No, just some, you just saw some titties this episode. This one, that's all. Yeah. Uh, the Mac, you see a little bit more. Um, so then, you know, oh, Jeff is jumping on. Hold on, we got an interlude. Okay, hold on, hold on. I actually have an interlude song. That's Vitroni's theme. <laughs> that's what it was? <laughs> that was Vitroni's theme. Like you said, everybody's got a theme. They even got a song on here called Brawling Broads, and I know exactly what scene that's from. <laughs> but yeah, we got my man Jeff from the Jeff First of World podcast. What's up, Jeff? What's good? Uh, sorry that I'm late. Uh, no worries. Here. No, no problem. You get to join us to talk about this wonderful film. It was great. Uh, coffee. We just started. All we talked about was the nightclub scene that started the movie. We hadn't talked about anything yet. Uh, oh, okay, cool. So yeah, Jeff's going to join us for this. So uh, let's have some fun. So yeah, they played the coffee theme, uh, which we played to start the show, and then uh, you know they get to Grover's place and coffee seducing him. And listen, if Pam Greer is seducing you, you're going to go for it because Absolutely. it's 1973 Pam Greer. Like it doesn't get much better than that. Rashani had a huge crust on Jada Pinkett in uh in Low Down Dirty Shane. That's how I felt about Pam Greer and Coffee. Okay, so Wait. let's talk about this. 
Wait a Go minute. ahead, Jeff. You 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 know you're my man's fifty grand and all, and you just moved up another notch because you understand uh, you understand about peaches. Yes, love, right. Peaches. Like okay, they're gonna talk bad about her acting, whatever. But peaches was literally everything to me. Like she made a nigga want to go to Southern University because she was wearing the outfit. Let's be real. <laughs> like everything she wore was fly. That woman was amazing. And Brandon, when was the first time you saw uh, Coffee? In the 90s, sometimes at my cousin's house. Okay. okay. We watched all these black exploitation movies when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, these are awesome. Like, okay. these, are the, these are the best. As I've gotten older, I like them for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah, so the first time I ever saw Pam Greer was when she was playing Car Jack Malone in Escape from uh, Los Angeles. And so from that point forward, every time I looked at her, all I saw was Car Jack Malone, um, including when I saw her in the original Gangsters, until I saw her in this movie as a young lady. Who so still has Scottie Pippen's nose. You haven't seen... The first time you saw Pam Greer was 1996, Pam Greer? Yes. So oh, wow. <laughs> the, the Escape from L.A., and then I saw her in Jackie Brown. And That's that the was the extent... Time I saw it was Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. So everybody who was talking about how beautiful Pam Greer was and everything, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, okay. The first time I saw Pam Greer was this film as a kid, and I said, oh... That's a woman right there. That's what I said when I was a kid. So That's I understand right why you like like the first person that you see or the first woman you see that that draws your eye. You usually will carry a torch for that woman, and I understand that now. Yeah, okay. but the difference is I never said Pam Greer was a great actress. You tried to tell me that Jada Pinkett was good a good actress. Uh, if you recall correctly, good sir, I said. She was the best actress in that movie, and that movie had Kim Wayans and Sally Richardson in it, which means she wins by default. I mean, Charles S. Dutton was... No, actress, not actress. Oh, actress. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she wins by default. So, okay. But Pam Greer, I mean, she became a, a very talented actress, and she's... I can see it. She's alluring. She was alluring in this movie. I was looking at her like, yo, 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 she's so alluring that she literally, the nigga held off from killing her because she was like, I can, we can fuck. I mean, that's something you had to consider in 1973 oh. at that point. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, he's seducing Grover and, you know, Grover's about to shoot up some heroin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the next thing you know, Coffee pops up with a sawed-off shotgun and blows this nigga's head clean off. Clean off. <laughs> and I was thinking, I wonder what Rashadi's thinking right now. I don't think he was expecting that. You know what I was thinking was, oh, this is this is gonna be dope. Like the 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 blood is visceral and all that kind of shit. Nope. Every other shotgun kill after that was completely bloodless to the point of absolute disbelief, my nigga. Like. If you shoot somebody in the pool with a shotgun at close range and then you walk away and they still are showing the pool, there should be some blood. Yeah. And if you shoot your boyfriend with a shotgun at close range, there should be some blood. They had a limited blood budget. They only had $500,000 to make this movie. 
And that's yeah, what I, mean, I thought, too. You, it's the 70s. Definitely, you started with a bang with the first kill. <laughs> no like, pun intended. <laughs> I'm like, shit, okay, what we getting not, you know, what are we getting into? And then it's just like, oh, we went back to PG, PG-13. Exactly. Okay. exactly. Actually, also, as you watch these, um, Rashani, you're going to see a lot it's gonna give you a much better appreciation for like Kill Bill and movies like that. A lot of oh no, my appreciation shit. for Kill Bill can't get any bigger. This is this is a this was a magical black woman movie though. A lot of Tarantino shit is taken from black exploitation movies, like and I can see them. that because Coffee should have died a lot of times. Oh, oh yeah, she's absolutely, definitely magical. Yeah. <laughs> she even says it at the end. I'm not sure how. <laughs> <laughs> she did say it too. <laughs> Like, I'm going to say what y'all thinking. <laughs> she said it like Kronk in the Emperor's New Groove. I'm not quite sure how I did what I did. By all intents and purposes, the shit don't make sense. <laughs> so, yeah, she says she killed her because, uh, you know, they got her sister hooked on smack. I forgot smack was the term in the 70s. On Smack, smack is heroin, I think. Yes. Right. Smack, smack white heroin. horse, uh, China white. Uh, smack. Yeah. So, yeah, this is before crack. So, it was smack. Uh, so, yeah. So, then they go to the hospital. We find out Coffee's a nurse. She's night nurse. And, you know, she's still kind of fucked up from that murder. Like, she's kind of shaking up from, like, killing two people. Uh, <laughs> and she just rolls up at work. But she just rolls up. And I'm like, this one was a psychopath. Nigga, she didn't just roll up in the work. She rolled up into the OR. She rolled up into the operating room like... <laughs> Like what you can't, up, niggas? You can't move like it's the punisher. They didn't expect to be your nine to five. No. Right. Right. And I was like, this doctor is so lucky he didn't get murdered. Like Yo. <laughs> Yo, they absolutely every man was trashing here. Like every man. Get out of here. I was like, damn, why are you talking to these women like that? Like that's oh how we're doing it in 73. Exactly. That's why she was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I listen. I always understand when women say, you know, men are trash. You don't fight it. You just, yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, buddy, this movie here, whew, not painting a good picture at all. Man. Yeah. Th- speaking of that, the cops show up and they investigated, uh, you know, did the person come in? Because I think the second dude, she just got him all high on smack. Yeah. She didn't shoot him. So yeah. they're like, what about this, uh, you know, it looked like this druggie shot his dealer and then got high or something like that, and OD'd or whatever. And they come in, and Carter comes over, black man cop. He was probably Wait, nice wasn't his name Carter Brown or Carter Black? <laughs> like, what else? Yeah, it was something thing? generic like that. <laughs> Carter Black. No, that wasn't his name. His name was Carter Brown, was some, dude. He was some color. <laughs> <laughs> he had a generic ass day. I'm sorry. I'm gonna cry a lot. Oh, they just said Carter. No, they didn't. They called him Officer Brown. <laughs> I swear yeah, to God. I do remember that too. Because <laughs> remember, Coffee was the only one calling him Carter most of the time. Yep. Oh my God. Who? Sorry. So, go ahead, Brandon. You know, Carter. Carter comes over to check on Coffee. He's probably the nicest dude in the movie. He is. He uh, crashed too. He's absolutely trash because he's yes. trying to dirty Matt. Mm-hmm. He is that oh, yes. too. He is. Oh, he, yes. I saw your whack ass boyfriend. 
just shooting the shot, man. That's damn great. Nah, he hate. He hate. <laughs> he like, hate. It ain't even over And I guess it didn't work out. They don't never say why it didn't work out, but he's just like, okay, we just friends now. He, so what you doing with him? Don't even me. <laughs> Are you happy though? Yeah, so we had some good times, didn't we? We always say, "Man, whatever, man." Dirty Mac and ass. <laughs> and, you know, Coffee trying to play it off like, "Hey, do you know? You know what? You know? Do they know what happened? Do they know what?" And he's, you know, they they think it was a they think it was a drug deal going bad, basically. But I don't think that's what happened. Coffee's <laughs> like, "Oh, oh," and so she's trying to like, you know, scare him away from that. And then he goes, "But you know, but what you doing later this week, basically?" Mm-hmm. And uh, so then they they cut to she, she was like you don't want to know what I'm doing tomorrow he was like I want to do anything with you I'll go to the restaurant I'll go to the grocery store I'll that, carry your bags that I'll nigga was that nigga was a Steph Curry of black exploitation movies because that nigga never stopped shooting his shot like mm. hey, <laughs> he was not hearing it yeah, I'll walk like, you home from work I'll pay your rent I'll like, suck no your more. dick. Man, she's, like, like, shoot. she's like, actually, I'm about to do this thing you don't really want to do. And they cut to her going to a juvie, like a juvie rehab center. Uh, center. Oh my God, those kids. And Coffee shows up with Carter to visit her sister. And her sister was like strung out bad. Oh my God. You know what? Maybe what she say when she first saw her? You know, oh, flower, flower girl. She's like, hey, yeah, flower, she's like, flower girl. girl. I was like, Ooh. Okay. Maybe the reason why I laughed so hard during this whole scene was because I just kept picturing Black Dynamite. <laughs> Where that, he... That's absolutely how this scene played out. Because I was like, I was like, I know it's a child actor, so you get mm-hmm. what you get. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, uh, I guess. Okay, whatever. <laughs> oh, they, on, on Black Dynamite, when they had that little boy strung out on heroin and he was just twitching. <laughs> Like the girl was, I I cried again. I'm sorry. I think I cried like seven times during this movie, laughing my ass off. These were not sad tears, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. The coffee says she got her uh, certificate and she got in the nursing so she can make some more money so she can send it to her sister. And then she found out that her sister was using that money for drugs. For the smack. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then Coffee comes to Carter and says, hey, wouldn't you, if you found out that some person was selling drugs to your sister, wouldn't you want to kill them? Wouldn't you just want to go to their house on 2672 Elk Way and just murder them with a shotgun? Wouldn't you just want to shoot them square in the head and then have somebody else shoot up? This hypothetical, of course. Wouldn't you just be so mad if your sister Flower Girl was just shooting up on smack and did nobody want to stop it? And you just found a shotgun that was sawed off and went to work? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Follow the rules and regulations. <laughs> right. This nigga says, actually, they just low on the chain. What you gonna do? Kill them all? And she goes, what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> she did kind of tell. She was like, if he could have, you know, read the room. Oh, she's telling on herself. Like, nigga, just listen to the confession that's happening right here. Right. Sergeant Brown, like Officer Brown. Like, she's <laughs> literally like, you're in there with her little sister. In a smack house, in a smack rehab center for again. 
Nine to twelve year old. It's absolutely a good good reason why he was doing the uh, hospital <laughs> hospital because he ain't no damn detective at all. He ain't no. And then Coffee says, "I think it's y'all, y'all cops. I think y'all corrupt and helping this shit." Uh-oh. And so, and I was yeah. like, "Okay." He get defensive. There's some good ones. We just need to stick together. I'm like, oh boy, here you go. Uh, here go to the, here go the thin blue line. Yep. So then uh, Howard and Ruben are having a meeting. This is when we meet Howard and Ruben. Howard is her boyfriend. Uh, and this, first of all, this listen, Rashani. Do you not see these how wild these restaurants are? Wait, 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 wait. This okay. I wanted to make sure. This was a restaurant, right? Not a strip yes. club. No, the fuck was that woman right. doing with her titties out in the fire? Wait a minute. That's how they were getting down in the 70s? Yes. The 70s was wild. Dude, but remember, what was that other movie we saw where um, back, I think it was an 80s movie. I don't think we discussed it, but I know I saw it where they went into a, um, there was a restaurant and it was all topless servers and it wasn't a strip club. And yeah, it was a movie. That was the seventies. That was the seventies. Was, was that DC Cab? I it was no, it was that some was, movie review, but yeah, it was from the seventies. Yeah, no, that was DC Cab. Like yep. Oh the my 70s god, seventies was a wild ass time. This white woman's dancing in a in a circle of fire. By the way, with her titties up, and and the dude's just sitting there, and it's fa- it's not like it's like some off establishment. It's like people there on dates. It's like and, the woman walked in and said, I want to dance with my titties out. And they were like, ma'am, this is a, this is a Applebee's. Like, you know, you watched the documentary on Studio 54 and all that shit. It was wild in the 70s. Man. And they made sure, hey, can we get the table next to the titties? Can we get the titty table? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right there. <laughs> and the nigga said, the, the, what I wrote down about this part was he said, I never mix business with pleasure, except in a ratio of three to one. And I was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> Threesome. So then, coffee shows up with Howard Brunswick, city councilman in L.A., who's looking to run for Congress. Congressman. They call him congressman for the rest of the fucking movie too. He wasn't even elected yet, right? <laughs> and- but that's a movie trope, though. Right, yeah. like they just like he just told everybody that nigga walked around and made his own nickname, like Kobe telling people his name was Mamba. <laughs> Call me Congressman. Then we see homie with the weird glasses who looked like somebody from like a James Bond movie. What the yeah. fuck, dude? Like they did they really have glasses where one whole half were eyeglasses and the other whole half were sunglasses? Yeah, I know Dwayne Wayne. Before. You, you I've have? Seen that movie before. Yeah, I've seen it. I can't think what the movie is, but I've seen that before. That was that was wild. I was thrown by that. I, I, I'm like I'm like that nigga would have been noticeable everywhere he went just based on them dumbass glasses. <laughs> Everybody would say he ain't wearing a patch. Right. I promise pilot. you, if I could go in a time machine and I could only go back in time, I would go spend time for seconds. It looks like a wild ass time. You know what? I would too, and I put stocks on a whole lot of shit. Applebee's. <laughs> Starbucks, fucking Tesla, <laughs> Apple, and so, <laughs> and so homie with you know you know you see homie. They were all penny stocks back then. That's what I'm saying. Microsoft, Microsoft, yes, 
and the waitress was taking pictures of couples. And homie got the waitress in the back was like, hey, man, I'm going to need you to come up off that camera mm-hmm. right now. No pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is when we find out that Howard's going to run for Congress. Uh, Wait, we're not going to talk about that titty popping out for apparently no reason? Oh, it was great. It was great. Just the left. <laughs> it was like one. she turned to Ray, like, give me that, give me, give me that camera roll. And I'm like, all right. And then the titty was, I was like, but why? Exactly. That's what happened. <laughs> people want to see titty. Black people want to see these movies, and white people want to see some titties. But, you know, they all pay on the comparison to Pam Grier, so I don't even know why they had other titties. On well, the yeah. But I mean, in all honesty, Pam Grier's titty uh, representation was muted in this movie. There were a lot of times where she well, got naked and then it. they made sure that the guy came over to her before they even showed anything. So yeah. when I saw it at the end, I was like, okay, there's some nice natural titties. Her body is, her body is was insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was insane. They, they her body is like the real. NBA logo. <laughs> like, it is perfect. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So then they cut to uh, Howard and Coffee fucking. And, but she's still thinking about them dudes. <laughs> And, and Howard's like, are you all right? You know, I, I may be having some trouble here. Like, I don't, he's getting all insecure about his dick. And, <laughs> say what he said right. That bad said, I'm, I'm old, so I don't know if I can still satisfy a young woman. <laughs> no, he didn't say young woman. He was like, I'm old. I don't know if I can still satisfy them young bitches. Well, yeah, same thing. And like, she's like, oh, no, you good. Oh, yeah. no, daddy, you good. You just fine. Who you calling a bitch, though? Like, where did that come from? We in bed. You like, I don't know if I got the dick to satisfy you young, <laughs> fast ass, ho slut bitches. It was good, and though. Then, then they get done. And this is how you know it was a 70s movie. You know, in today's movies, right, they immediately get dressed or they cover themselves up. And you always, every time I watch a sex scene in like a nine rated R movie, or where the actresses or actors don't want to be naked. I always think it's weird when this is like, why are you covered up in your own crib? Like, what are you doing? But in this movie, the niggas just got up, walked into the living room, sat yeah. in the fireplace, butt ass naked. Which is exactly <laughs> what would happen. That's Get exactly your ass off my couch like that, my nigga. You better sit on the plastic. <laughs> That's exactly how it would work out. And coffee comes in and she's like, she's like, Howard. Can we go on vacation again? Can you take it was so Can you take me to Hawaii? Hawaii? It was so much fun in Hawaii. And she's he's not like, good no, coffee. At all. She, she wants to take a break Hawaii. already. <laughs> I can, we can do something after the election. I'm busy. Yo, but for real, for real, for real, for real. When I thought about it, that shit was smart as fuck. I just murdered two niggas. Can yeah, we get the fuck that. out the country for a little while? Yeah. Can we can we go somewhere for like two weeks? Yeah, that was. Mm-hmm. Then she pours some champagne on his dick and starts giving him. She didn't pour champagne on his dick. She literally like dumped champagne on the dick. The nigga was like, Ugh! and then yeah, he was like, "Oh, was like, oh shit! <laughs> oh, yeah, oh shit! shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yams!" <laughs> hey man, uh, he was he was hitting a hundred. He's about to run for Congress. He got the baddest woman in the city. He, Howard was doing his thing. So then they cut the coffee at work. And uh, this, she get out. She about to get out of the car. This white dude, this random white dude, just runs up to her car and tries to stick his head in the fucking car and what assault her. What the fuck was that scene? <laughs> what the fuck was that? He said, "Oh, I'm just waiting for my, for my wife." I was like, 
And I thought it was going to be a callback or something. I'm like, oh, my God, this scene was just for nothing. <laughs> and Carter just happens to be there. He doesn't just happen to be there. He was working. That nigga was not just happened to be there. He probably paid the white dude off to be there. So, look, here's what's going to happen. I want you to pop your head in her window. Oh, shit. I'm going to run over and run him off. And then she's going to finally break up with her whack-ass boyfriend mm-hmm. and get with me. Because, nigga, Nigga, don't you got a beat somewhere? <laughs> yeah, because you know what? I'm starting to believe that's that probably what happened. That scene did not play well. That's what all. um, that's what happened on Curb, Jeff. Remember when Larry was trying to get back with Cheryl, and he wanted to get he wanted the therapist to give him a, oh, a good shit. recommendation. <laughs> yeah, so he paid the guy and did act like he stopped him uh-huh. so she could say he was a good person. Same thing. Look, they be taking all the shit from my movies. Um, so then, you know, Carter comes up there and he's like, what's wrong, Coffee? You seem like something wrong with you. And, you know, she's she been, she been skipping out her shifts and shit. And then she just left. Like, she's supposed to show up at work. She's like, I think I can't do any night shifts. She shows up for her night shift and then just fucking leaves. What? Well, <laughs> the, the doctor did say, don't come back until you get your shit together. She was like, I was trying to go to Hawaii, so fuck my job, basically. And she's talking to Carter. She's like, Carter, have you ever done something when you were mad and you feel like you're in a dream? And and he, he should have, at this point, he should have been like, weren't you just asking me about murdering people? Uh-huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> you always talk about murdering a lot. You always talk about murdering people. What the fuck? Like, do you talk about this with him? Or am I just like that? Am I in the friend zone? Am I in the, I'm going to talk to you about murder zone? Yeah, absolutely. So then the white cop, calls uh, Carter and they trying to get him to do some dirty shit and Carter's like I told you that I'm not going to be a part of that and if you keep doing it I'm going to turn you in. I'm like nigga you a black cop in 1973. What are you doing? What are you doing? This is not going to end well for you. Mm. And an hour later two dogs break in. A minute later. <laughs> oh yeah they tell me he tells they me. were waiting outside like he was yeah. waiting outside of coffee's car <laughs> they were just waiting i heard him like if the nigga had agreed they still would have beat his ass <laughs> like racism like we gotta get it in Oof. also i just want to say yeah the two thugs come in and hit him gingerly with bats. They did not hit that nigga hard enough for him to bleed, let alone for the nigga to get brain damage so you can get the whole fuck out of here. And then the doctor said, get the fuck, the entire fuck out of here. The doctor said he may be able to go to the bathroom by himself one day. I watched him get hit with them bats. They hit him like this. Tap, tap. tap, They just start stomping him after. Oh, I've been stomped. Brain I'm, I'm from Cali. I've brain been stomped. Too far. They should just right. say, okay, you know, he's really hurt. It's gonna take a while. I saw a nigga get stomped and don't be a menace, and he was flat as a fucking uh, like we, we stomp a can afterwards. Did you just say don't be a menace? Yeah, we don't talk about that here. <laughs> like they yo, stomped his ass and he was flat <clears throat> on the ground. I, and you know what? That nigga deserved it because. The girl in Don't Be A Minute that he was riding for wasn't even his girl. He was like, I heard you got my homeboy Toothpick's girlfriend pregnant, partner. What the fuck are you doing here? (laughs) 
So yeah, Cardi, I mean, Coffee tried to come in and help with the thugs. She hit him with like a, a flower vase or something. Right, and, and how are, those flower vases must have like lead in them, or 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 it must be the shit that they use in like uh, what the fuck was that game? Final Fight, <laughs> because them coffee pots or them flower pots were laying niggas low throughout the entire fucking movie and <laughs> shattering like they were made out of candy glass, like. Usually. Usually when you break them, you have a turkey on it or something. Right? So after they stomp Carter's ass out, one of them was trying to sexually assault coffee. Right? He was like, wait, titty ball. And the other guy was like, let's go. And he was like, no, wait one wait, second. Wait, like, wait one second. And I'm like, is he just rubbing all over her body? Right? He's like, oh, man. He's like, come on. And he's like, shit, all right, I guess. Oh man, this is the 70s where white people are inherently racist towards black women, but still are infatuated with the beautiful shapes of their bodies. So even though we just did this to a cop, let's stick around and just. <laughs> right? What is this? I get it to a certain degree, but ugh. Man. Right? So, it was very ugh. Let's get out of here. That shit, was as, that shit was as bad as when them niggas broke into the white woman's house in power and Tariq had to stop them from sexually molesting an old white woman. That's what it felt like to me. It was like, this is out of nowhere and it's unnecessary and this shit is just like tragic. And I'm glad that they left because I know the 70s are, the 60s and the 70s were like where everything went. Anything went as far as movies go. So I was shocked that they didn't go through with him like sexually assaulting her. To be completely honest with you, that's true. Well, they, well she's the hero in this film. So I don't give a fuck. They don't care if it's the hero. She's a woman. She's the hero. She's supposed to be a bad. You're gonna see when we do Cleopatra Jones. It's a little different than you expect for some mm-hmm. of these films. Uh, it's gonna go a little bit different than you expect. So then the next day. Oh, that's right. Then I, I forgot this part. You, you already talked about this. Carter's in the hospital. You kind of undersold this. He has on like 17 casts. <laughs> His whole body is casted. Forget he hit in the afro with the back. His whole body's in a full body cast. And the cop, the, the bad cops come in. And they go, what are his chances? And the doc says, well, he may be able to go to the bathroom again someday. And One we, day. Look at the rest of the movie. One day. Yeah, that's the last time we see that, Carter. That that's what you get for being a want to be a, a super Negro. Never <laughs> trust a player hater. <laughs> <laughs> the the nigga, nigga, nigga. Yeah, dirty nigga, Mac. Nigga, dirty Mac can get you. You might be able to go to the bathroom one day. We wrote these lines. Say this with a serious face. <laughs> because the nigga has ketchup in his hair. <laughs> he got stomped. One day he to go to the bathroom by himself. Say that shit. And I need you to say that shit graver, though. <laughs> like, <clears throat> this is a very serious situation. He, um, he may be able to go to the bathroom by himself one day. Oh, my God. Why? Oh my God, while you're making jokes, this man may be able to walk to the bathroom alone and take a shit because of brain damage, my nigga. Like, he got hit with two bats. They hit him three times each and then gently kicked him, and the nigga 
has brain damage. Unless they swung, I'm going to go to it again, unless they swung with the strength of Hagar from fucking Final Fight, he should have gotten up and been fine. Dust it off. Them niggas can't uh, touch maybe me. If they want, like I said, a few, if they want to say he broke his arm and you know, right? he's, in a, he's in a coma. But he's got a concussion. He's in a coma. He's laid out. Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck in the 70s can you look at somebody and know they got brain damage anyway? I think they had cat scans by then. I think so. I don't think they, I, I don't think they did none of that shit for him before they wrapped yeah. him up in a thousand casts. <laughs> but I forgot before then, Carter tells Coffee that like the pimps are all part of the drug game and it gets run up through them and stuff. Right. So then the next day we see Coffee walking around looking for this woman called named Priscilla. And he wants to ask her about King George. And Priscilla starts talking to her about you want you want to get into this profession? Well let me tell you about this profession. And I, you know, I'm not just a street hustler. I'm his, I'm King George's top girl. Uh but he put me <laughs> but he put me back on the street because I called him a nigger. <laughs> He didn't just put her it. back on the. I deserved it. I deserved it. You know, I I, I shot my shot. <laughs> he wasn't having it. I called him a nigger, and he beat the shit out of me. Put this scar down my face, and then put me on the block. Oh, and the scar looks like just gray paint. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "You better get out of here before my big mama come back here." But and wait, cough- wait. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Coffee asked her. Where he keep his supply, and she's like, "Oh, you trying to play me?" She's like, "Get right? the fuck out of here!" Like, wait, you can tell her all you had no issues with the questions about Arturo and about King George, and telling her about how the pimp game works and how you called him a nigger. Like, she should have cold cocked you for saying nigger to her, because that's like twice you should have got punched again by her. But mm-hmm. then when she's like, "Hey, this dude that just beat you and put you on the ab and turned you out because you're a junkie." Watch some where his stash is. Let's get some revenge. No, bitch! How dare you? Come on now. She turned to a credible hawk. Like she was right. Hey, we're trying to get the King George music ready. So uh, then, um, oh yeah. It, so then they get to a knife fight. They get mm-hmm. to a knife fight, and this and <laughs> this knife fight was fucking funny as shit. Uh, and she got her pen down. And she's you know, and she's like, "Tell me where he keeps it." She's like, she keeps it in the fireplace. She keeps it in the fireplace. And then Harriet shows up, because of course her name's Harriet. Mm-hmm. And Harriet rolls up, and she busts that door down. She's like, I go out for two hours, you turning tricks with this black bitch or something like What's she called? I think she called her a, black, a bitch, black bitch, or something like that. A nigger bitch. That's what she said. She, she called, called her a nigger, nigger bitch. bitch. Yes. <laughs> this nigger bitch. I was like, this is such a 70s movie. And then Harriet and then, then Coffee peels out and runs away. She that should turn into Tom me. and Jerry. The <laughs> way she started <laughs> running around the house. Man, I thought she was just going to run around the table for safety. When she threw that <laughs> table at her, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I thought she just wanted space, but no. <laughs> Wasn't even thinking about it. She, she knew better. She was like, I just need to get out the house because I can't. I ain't going to win this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we see King George who has his own theme song. Play the song, Rashani. Okay. Yeah, my bad.
Robocop. We were going to play the Robocop thing, but I feel you. <laughs> they, did, they did say, George, he's a pimp. He's a pusher. He's strong in the game. <laughs> that fit was filthy, though. That fit was 70 stupid. That's what that fit was. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, nigga God. hopped out with a Joffy Jaffer type tape <laughs> on my nigga. <laughs> Couldn't tell him shit. He rolled up in a six door caddy. Mm. Uh, that caddy was kind of cool, though. Um, and, you know. Big. I don't. Jeez, I can't even imagine <laughs> turning that wheel. No, can you imagine paying that gas? Woo! It's a tank. But you know, back then, gas is like 36. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So then, you know, this was Rashawn. I know this is Rashani's favorite part. So then, you know, Pam Greer shows up. And, um, oh, she, like, I got this new black woman, Mystique. Nope. 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 Don't skip that shit. Do not skip that shit. That oh. nigga King George walks into a place and sits down, and she starts talking like she says she's from Kingston, Jamaica, but her Jamaican accent is literally the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. She's a black brick. They come from the islands. Mm. Mm. She just stopped in Britain. For that was her Jamaican accent. <laughs> she said that she was from Kingston. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You said you from Kingston, Jamaica. I'm expecting a little, sounding some a little bit different than what she gave off. Exactly. Exactly, my nigga. No. We're <laughs> like Idris. <laughs> I am not giving her a pass for that shit. Her, she should have not done that. At all. better than Holly Berry's storm accent. Well, Did Halle Berry say she was from Jamaica? No, she was supposed to be from Africa. She was supposed to be from yeah. Africa. And after it was the second one, they were like, knock that shit off. Just, just <laughs> don't even just, get rid of it. Don't even do it. <laughs> Same thing that happened with Scar, Scar Joe with um, Natasha. It's just like, oh, no, you're American now. Yeah, don't like struggle. You're struggling here. Let's stop. <laughs> um, so then, you know, King, by the way, King George has like a whole setup. He got a, he got like a, um, like a uh, administrative assistant who does voices and describes herself as all the women that he has, mm-hmm. all the sex workers that he has. And then she would have been my bottom one. Like, like the choices right. she had, the choices he had, and he chose that woman that he chose. Oh, mm-mm. Mm-mm. The woman with the blonde, she's like, I got blonde hair and busty. I'm going to come see you. And then she just hands the card to the woman. and just like, oh, just go see him. That is she yeah, all he wants is a blowjob under the desk. And she was not busty. I mean, not when Pam Greer's in a movie. Uh, and then, you know, so he got this operator. So he's got a whole thing. So he's probably doing, you know, he's probably making a little bit of money. So then he bring, he brings Mystique and Pam. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We, we really are going to confront this goddamn voice. We're going to oh, do you got that, a clip? Fuck yes. Oh, God. You're the lady from Jamaica who called me. That I am, ma'am. And I can see that you're not at all disappointed, of course. So I'll come straight to the point, as I like to do. Boss, another drink for my friend here. <laughs> I presume my champagne cocktail is sufficient? Good, ma'am. Now, Good, I assume ma'am. you've got complete protection from the place, have you? Of course. Of course, ma'am. Now, 
I contacted you as soon as I arrived from Kingston because I'm told you are the very best there is in your business. That right, Mon? If she says Mon one more time, I swear to God, that, that was, was the crutch. problem. That was her crutch. Right? I'm 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 Jamaican because I say Mon a lot, but it's not even British. It's just yeah. Pam Greer talking. It's not a thing now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just her saying Mon a lot. Mon, can I get some champagne, Mon? <laughs> yes, Mon. <laughs> I'm from Jamaica. From where? Down by the beach, <laughs> boy. <laughs> like you that's so many what questions, Mon. <laughs> okay, so, go ahead. King Brandon. George Top Girl comes in and he's like, "I gotta go test her out to make sure she's good." And she's like, "What you mean by test her out?" And he's like, what you think I mean? I gotta go test her out. You know what I mean, go test her out. And I'm gonna unzip my whole jumpsuit to climb out this motherfucker to test her out. My onesie. Onesie, right? (laughs) I'm wearing a fucking romper with legs. I gotta unzip this whole thing. (laughs) That's that's a hell of a thing to have on if you got a shit. I'm just sorry. Right? Like, you gotta have it rolled all the way down to your legs. You gotta take your (laughs) arms out, my nigga. Like, you're not even thinking about this the way I'm saying it. You have to unzip it again from neck to navel. Take your shoulders out. Take your arms out. Roll it down your legs to where you can take a shit or a Don't be out in public. That shit might hit the floor. Oh, God. (laughs) You go to a football game at like like where the Eagles play and 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 the oh now there's piss all over your onesie. Oh, it's on your back. It's on your back, my nigga. Like, oh. This is where you get the full Pam Greer body reveal. Yes, you do. And this is a famous clip that they play all the time when they show Pam Greer uh, uncut places. And because she's bad. And they fuck, basically. And Mm -hmm. They do basically fuck. It is pretty basic. And Mystique basically made them pretty. You know, obviously, you know, coffee was good. Everybody she talks to. They just fall in love instantly. Mm-hmm. And King George is ready to make her his top girl immediately. Just mm-hmm. one day. They won't have one it. Day. <laughs> and yeah, that white lady was not having it at all. The, yeah, Meg was the first Karen. <laughs> and, and they got Mystique yep. out there and everybody's gathered around her at this party. And Meg comes out there and purposely spills drinks on her ass. Well, not only does she purposely spill drinks on her ass, but this... Motherfucker, this fucking goober, I promised on on Ratchet Book Club that I was no longer going to call women or use the word bitch. I was going to say goober. So this white ass goober literally goes out of her way to make sure she says she mispronounced her name. Miss Stick, Miss Stick, Miss Stick, Miss Stick, and then pours that drink on her. Fuck you. Fuck you, Karen. And then they had a then they then then you know No, before that, this is what they this is what coffee needed though, so that she could go check on the stash. So she's like, I gotta go freshen up, fix my shit. So she goes back in uh King George's room, goes under his fireplace, finds his stash, and switches out his smack with sugar. Uh then puts sugar a bunch smack. of blades in her hair, mm-hmm. <laughs> by the way. I was like, coffee's a fucking G. God damn. This like this woman's a G. And you know what? I didn't know what she was going to do, but after she did it, I was so fucking proud. Like, she just knew she was about to get in a fight. I got it. Now I need to go back and I need to go back and ask my mom. Now that I know this shit, 
I need to go back and ask my mom, how often did you put razor blades in your fucking hair <laughs> for fights? I'm not even joking, my nigga. Knowing now, like, my mind is blown. And my mom is, my mom has a razor cut down her arm from when she was fighting in a club and somebody sliced her arm up. Uh, so, she was about that life. I have questions. <laughs> she came out there with all the ass. This was like wrestling. When you got like a uh, like a beast like Brock Lesnar and it's like seven niggas in nah, the ring and they nah, all get nah, Rhea, Rhea, this was Rhea Ripley, my nigga. Yeah. She was. This scene was dope. Up. It was just too long. It was. It was long. And they made a point to every single girl's ass she whooped also got a titty fell out. <laughs> every oh, single one. Did y'all notice like at certain times of the fight, <laughs> if you look in like behind the fight. People were like ignoring the fight, holding conversations like nothing is even happening. <laughs> like, if you watch the background, it's like it, the people are still talking like, oh, you know, ain't nothing happening. So what's going on? Because you know, that's 70s on. acting. They're like, hey, they told us to act normal, my nigga. <laughs> like we're not a part of the fight. So, hey, um, let's discuss what we're going to do about the officer who can't use the bathroom. Who's going to help him to the bathroom going forward? <laughs> like. So Rashani claims she ain't like he ain't like the music in this film, but the music to me was dope. So I wrote here the music is good. Cause the music was fine. It was still was, you know, that time and era for how they did music for movies like that. So then they got coffee going to Vitrioni's crib. And this is uh this one meet Vitrioni, who's like this drug lord, like in charge of everything. And she gets there and instantly seduces them niggas too. Like they just fall right for coffee instantly as soon as she shows up. And I was like, I wrote, I get it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I get it. Yeah. Uh <laughs> and he she goes in the room with Vitrione and he oh, that's right. King George sent him over there as like a peace offer and some shit. But she wanted to go over there to see so she could kill the nigga, try to kill him. No, and, no, he sent no, uh Arturo was like, yo, she got fighting her, send her over and Priscilla had told her that Arturo had a bad habit of spitting on women and no, no, one of the women in King George's uh, group was talking amongst friends, amongst the rest of the girls in the harem. And she was talking about how he makes them crawl on the ground and he calls them racial slurs and spits on them and all that kind of shit. So we already know that this dude has like some horrible fetishes. But she doesn't yes. know. Oh, well, she gets over there and, <laughs> and she's like, um, oh, I'm, I'm fucking. Oh, he's he's real like, nice about this called, shit. He's got, like, hey, like, crawl over to me, nigga, bitch. Come well, no, what? no, that's that's the crazy thing. Before it starts, he's really nice about the whole thing. He's like, hey, come on in here. Let's, you know, get comfortable. Yeah, go ahead and. Go ahead and take off your clothes. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Now crawl to me, nigger bitch. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah, even she was thrown off by that. She was like, damn, I just I, jump into it like that? Right? We just, no no foreplay. Like, you just sit on the bed and like, nigger bitch. And then he's like, it's just a play. It's just a game. Just a game. Just a game. Immediately pulls out this piece. And well, then- no, no. She pulled out the piece after the motherfucker spit on her. And he called her a nigger bitch. And, and then Vitrioni's people showed up and stopped her right before she could blast that nigga. 
But it was right outside the door. Or state or they probably had a field. I think they thought something was up. Yeah, yeah, because one of the cops was like, "I recognized her from the way she swung a bottle at that girl." Yeah, that's the. They met her with um, with Howard earlier in the movie. Yeah, but what girl did she swing a bottle at earlier in the movie that he saw? Uh, No, because he said he recognized her from the way she swung a bottle at Meg. Cool. But who she swung a bottle at before where he was like Christopher Williams in New Jack City recognition shit? No, I think he was saying I I noticed her when she was swinging a bottle, and that's when I remember her. from. Oh, okay. All right, I'll give you that. So then, uh, you know, Vitrioni, you know, she tells Vitrioni, King George set me up. He told me to he told me to do this. He tried to put a sting on you. And uh, then they cut back to King George, and Meg is like salty because she she thinks she lost her spot, and she's like you know begging for this nigga. Am I still your top girl? I want I'm still to be your top girl. This nigga's like yeah, you still my top girl. Hey, Whatever. my nigga, she literally Damn. hit him off with the old school. Say I'm your number one. <laughs> is that what they, is that what is that the conversation they having in on in the fourth quarter for Russell Westbrook? I'm gonna play the fourth quarter, <laughs> right? Yeah, man, you gonna play in the fourth quarter, man? Shit. God. Hey, this is how that shit sounded to me. <laughs> yo, number one, yo, number one. That's how she sounded. Please don't go anywhere. Let me make you feel good. Say I'm your number one. Why do you need Mystique? And she said, I think there's something funny about that Mystique. No, nope, Mystique. <laughs> and so then the Vitrioni's dudes show up and they say they got a, you know, they got something special for George. George thinks he's about to get a bonus or something. He's like, oh, you like Mystique, huh? Are you about to, you know, about to hook me up. He cracking and... jokes, thinking they're all good. <laughs> They took him out to the somewhere in the out out the way. I, wait a minute, bro. Are you <laughs> laughing before the scene even starts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> they put a noose around this man and tied him to the car. <laughs> and I said they dragged his ass through the city like they did they, Big Show's daddy. Like the Big Boss Man, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk that coffee. <laughs> Oh man, tell me what I did, man. Come on, come on. Oh my god. He was running. And this was like this felt like a uh a living color skit, how it turned from like a person to a dummy immediately. (laughs) And he was running, then all of a sudden they put the speed on and he just got dragged through the fucking city. When he was done, you couldn't even tell it was a person anymore. And I was like, God damn, they fucked him up. (laughs) Bad. And uh then they, they tell Studs, Studs was the other black cop from earlier. Mm-hmm. He's driving the car. And they tell Studs, like, this could be you if you like to talk. And Studs is like, no, nah, I don't even know why. I'm going to raise no fool. I'm pretty good at shutting the fuck up. <laughs> I'm good. I joined y'all for a reason. I'm with it. I'm good. I, I didn't even see shit. What are we doing here? So then they cut to Howard Brunswick during the press conference. And he's talking about how, you know, the pimping and the users and all that in the city is just a proxy for the man. And the man is profiting all, all this. And they're creating this white power structure 
that's created off of this, all this shit that goes on in the hood. And I was like, yo, this is 1973. It's interesting. Yeah, he was, this, he was a secret Republican, though. I'm just saying this bullshit. And so then they cut the then they go to Vitrioni's crib and you know they put uh they put coffee in the sauna, these big ass rocks. And I'm like, fuck they put her in there these big ass rocks for? And she she looking for this metal thing so she can start a fire, which meant nothing. Nothing happened off of this. We're we're really gonna walk past the congressman's turtleneck. I mean, it's the seventies. They all wear turtlenecks. I guess. Why are you hating on their outfits, nigga? One nigga was wearing a romper, and the other one's wearing a turtleneck that hides hickeys. Yeah. The romper was out of control. The, the turtleneck was kind of, ah, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Look kind of weird on them, but I mean, if right. you want to wear it, go ahead, bro. Right. Them glasses were kind of dope. Oh yeah, they made them look older. It very much older. Yeah, it did make them look older. That's true. And so then, you know, they're eventually on these crib. Coffee's locked up. She finds like this metal piece. She's trying to spark her fire. Uh, and then Howard Brunswick just shows up. And Vitrioni's like, hey, you know, they recognize your girl who tried to kill me. Now tell me you ain't set this shit up. And Howard was like, the fuck I set this shit up for? And they're like, let me bring you someone. I'll go ahead, Jeff. I was about to say, he just told them when they brought uh co- co- coffee and coffee in, he's just like, Oh, I'm just fucking this bitch. I'm like, <laughs> shit. So, so matter of fact. <laughs> he, he just looked at, he had the coffee. She's like, I can't believe this motherfucker said that. Like she is heated, but also scared because she don't know what's about to happen. He was like, I know her. She's some broad I fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just and, yeah, I brushed my teeth today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I don't know why y'all even brought that woman over here. I, that's just somebody I fucked. You could tell he was going to do that by the haircut. And Vitrioni says, tell, tell the truth, Coffee. Did Howard have you come kill me? And Coffee was like, no, only King George. And then the nigga with the, the two-tone glasses. It wasn't two-tone, says, two, two, two brand glasses. <laughs> he goes, he was like, I don't trust him. Because you know what? There's one thing I do know is that niggas stick together. Oh, and then she's like, you're a nigga. She's a nigga. King George is a nigga. Y'all all probably sticking together. The man was in there doing math. He says it, it all adds up the way I look at it. <laughs> Don't you trust them new niggas over there. <laughs> and then Howard says, I don't give a shit about black folks, brother. I'm here for the green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll oh. say whatever it takes. I'm only in here for one color, and that's green. I don't give a fuck about y'all or y'all or her. Yeah, all he had to say was Hail Hydra and he would have had the trifecta in this movie. <laughs> Man. <laughs> he, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then he um so then he was like, you know what? You know how I prove it to you? Kill that bitch. Take her out and kill that bitch. I was like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, he whispered at first. He's like, I want you to say it in front of everybody so they can hear it. Kill that so bitch. So then the cops take coffee out to kill her. But they was like, before we kill you, we're going to OD you. We gonna, we, how are we going to kill you? The silent way. We're going to OD you and then leave you out here to be found overdosed. Wait. All right. This is my problem with the movie. Here go my <laughs> biggest issue with the movie. Did y'all hear how, like, they were just talking to each other casually? You ever shoot up before? Once or twice. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, all right. 
And, but it's like, you're about to kill me, but we just holding this conversation. I'm horny right now. Let's do this first. And I'm like, nah, this scene. Is uh, I have an answer for that, Jeff. I do have an answer for that. Okay. They were trying to find out how resistant she's going to be to the smack. So if she's been like a user, then they just can't shoot her up once and she OD. They were going to have to like really pump her full of of heroin. So they were trying to find out like how often do you use? Like if I just stick this in, you're going to be good or you're going to be fucked up? Cool. Then, cool. I'm with you there. But I think now that I'm thinking about the movie more, if you ever notice, she never begged for her life or anything like that. Because usually it'd be like, no, please don't do this. You don't have to do this. She was like, oh, whatever. whatever. I'm going I'm to find a way to get out of this. Oh, no, no, no. Because she knew. Because they found King George's stash. They had King George's um, smack. So she knew that it was sugar. You know what? I, I forgot all about that. I yes. absolutely forgot all about that. Yeah, she knew but, that it was but let, let's talk about the health, the health, the, the health ramifications, the health risks of shooting sugar into your veins. That's a wild <laughs> shit, right? That's like instant <laughs> diabetes, right? Big mama, like, your arm. I knew. <laughs> I, I saw that and I was like, but isn't that like bad too? Like something? It's not heroin. <laughs> it's not heroin, but, but it ain't sugar. positive. Nigga, you shouldn't have sugar in your veins anymore. You should have heroin in your veins, right? I feel like that's like shooting liquid flour into your veins. Like, it's not heroin. Yeah, but it's still... It can't be good. Right? It's in your arteries now. Like, it's... I don't know. Also, Omar. This is the first Omar I met that I was like, I don't like this Omar. This nigga literally... Turned away his boss's whole plan because he was like, I don't understand why we getting rid of a cute woman like you. And she was like, you ain't got to get rid of me. He was like, I guess we don't. Hey, yo, I'm going to go ahead and fuck her in the back seat. Y'all cool with that? No, they were like, shoot that shit out of here. Yeah, shoot up. He's like, no, let's do this first. Then we'll get it on. The dude was like, you ain't fucking her in my car. Shoot her up and get her out of here. And they went to fuck on a dirt road with rocks in her back. It was an underpass. They took her to an underpass. Because he was going to get his. Coffee yeah. was like, all right, come on, let's go do it. And Damn, zipper. Pulls, she pulls that uh, metal thing out of her hair and stabs the nigga in the neck and takes off. Runs up the hill. They start chasing her. This scene was fucking funny. They kept trying to run her over with the car and kept missing. <laughs> it, it, it was funny to me because Omar got shanked in the neck three or four times. And he's still <laughs> screaming and running around and shit instead of just bleeding the fuck out and dying. Yeah, he was like, don't leave me. And I'm like, don't leave me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. I'm not dead yet. Help me. I'm here. The cop is like, fuck that shit. I'm out of here. Don't leave me. <laughs> like uh, at a certain point, you get weak and you just pass out. He exactly. has way too much energy. I feel like Omar walked home. <laughs> like Omar <laughs> got home. It was like Omar got home. It was like Kung Fu, whatever his name was from I'm going to get you sucker. <laughs> My brothers, <laughs> they're coming <laughs> It's a got setup. Home. <laughs> got home, probably had a whole wife and anything. Baby, what's wrong? Damn, hell of a day at work, baby. Man, you know what, baby? I love you so much, and I promise I don't ever want to drink coffee again. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, then they kept trying to run her over. She took, like, some type of rock She threw that shit into her windshield, and then they crashed. Well, they kept trying to run her over. One nigga kept trying to run her over. Yes, the other cop, for some reason... Ran out in the traffic 
and immediately got hit by a car <laughs> and then got ran over by another car. <laughs> I'm like, like, what the fuck is this, Frogger? Like, for destruction behind her. That nigga ran out onto the freeway like Eddie Murphy and fucking Bowfinger. (laughs) 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 And this is why I'm laughing till I'm crying because everything I see in this movie reminds me of a better movie. (laughs) Oh God, he got hit and then he got ran over, and the other cop is still doing donuts in the middle of the. Freeway, trying to run her over. She, she, she was agile. You couldn't get her. Oh, the car flips over. Coffee reaches in, pulls out the shotgun. Then the car just gets lit on fire. No, no, no. Oh, We're oh, not going to walk past that either. I just that... thought about it, too. She was juiced up on sugar, so it won't no way they were going to hit her ass. <laughs> oh, shit. They should have never given her the sugar. So the nigga's car flips over cool a lot of cars flip over in 70 shows and shit i've seen it happen all the time on magnum pi and all that bullshit you know what happens they crawl out the window and nothing bad happens the car flips over this dude while it's flipped over not doing nothing else starts screaming help me get me out this thing's gonna burn up no it's not it's not even on fire what the fuck all of a sudden as soon as he said this thing's gonna burn up the car sparks up out of nowhere and burns up the gas line broke. How? The car flipped. The car flipped. It flipped over. It was on its hood. Nothing happened that should have affected the gas line. No, it crashed into something. And then it I mean, you be, we all seen Final Destination. Come on. What I'm saying <laughs> is this shit was horrendous because he was like, help me, somebody. It's going to burn up. Oh, shit, I called it. Now yeah, I'm dead. So, coffee rolls to a gas station, I mean, to a bus stop, and this white dude rolls up. And Random ass course, white guy. No one can resist how fine Pam Greer is. Mm-hmm. So the white dude rolls up and was like, hey, man, anywhere you got to go, anything you need, just like, I got you. She gets, she's like, all right, go. I, need to, I had a long day. She gets in the car. She's like, can you go by a liquor store? I need a drink. Of course. What do you want? You know what's, you know what's crazy you want about some this? Scotch? What's the blue label? Anything you want? This shit is nuts because that's how the fucking seventies were. Like you could be standing somewhere and be like, "Okay, I'll pick you up," or mm-hmm. you know what I mean. It was just boy. I bet I told my mom. I said, "Y'all was wilding back in the seventies." <laughs> like, what the fuck? Just hopping in anybody's car, man. Ooh. Yo, my nigga. Real talk. It's just the seventies was a continuation. Of the wild out fucking 60s, my nigga. Like, we talk about the 70s. Brandon keeps on jacking off to the 70s. But in the 60s, I know without a shadow of a doubt that there were people who would just randomly hop in a car and hitchhike their way across the fucking country to get to San Francisco. Without telling nobody else. They just hop in the car and be like, where are you going? I'm going Mm -hmm. to San Francisco. All right, cool. I'm going too. I'm not going there, but I can get you as far as you need. Exactly. That's what I was telling you when we did one of these shows, and I was like, "We are so like, like we are so protective as we should be in 2021." But like, we got cell phones, we got cameras, we got tracking devices, we got so much shit. If shit like this happened, right? 
Back then, they had none of that shit and didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. They should have been ultimate taker back then. They didn't care. And, and today, we got all the contingencies in the world for shit like this to happen and be ultra protective. So it's just funny how things are. Motherfuckers be like, I'm going to run away from home and leave at 18, come back as 24. Yeah, I was in the military. They got a whole life story and shit. Like, damn, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, And nobody knew shit. Right? And this nigga gets out walking to the liquor store. Coffee don't even wait till she get in the store. He get in the store. <laughs> he switches why, over and peels why, off. Why the fuck would you leave your keys in the car, dude? Exactly. Like, 70s, every, 70s, nobody, nobody would think it. They just like, ain't nobody gonna take my car. They leave doors open. Like, that's nothing. If oh, you have a open. random ass woman that you just picked up and you leave her in the car, I would not leave my keys with her. Yes. He was just looking for a good time. Right? He was looking for a good time. He didn't. He wasn't even thinking about that. He was thinking about... Get the liquor, get her home, <laughs> smash her. Mm-hmm. And so she pulls back to the bus stop, gets her, her piece, her, her shotgun out the bushes, and uh, rolls the Vitrioni's house. And... <laughs> And then you know she she the dude comes to the door. It's like oh they coming back here quick, quicker than we thought. Oh this dude's driving really fast. Oh and she just runs right to the fucking house. Yo that one eye was really house. fucked up. He didn't see that coming. Man he nigga. saw it coming, but like motherfucker, are you really seeing it correctly? Because you were supposed to get out the way. Nigga, go stand in the corner. I I see what you did there with the he didn't see that coming. I <laughs> what's going on, buddy? I applaud that. That nigga had that coming. Like you, you that. So the thing is about those glasses is that motherfucker. I bet he thought he looked cool. Just wear a patch, my nigga. Just no, nah, because he probably got too many jokes. Rawr, <laughs> <laughs> the lady. <laughs> That made him look a little bit tougher. <laughs> For so sure. Then she pulls the piece out and just start blasting it. Just one by one. Just boom, boom. Just shooting the whole house down. Rolls up on Vitrioni. Vitrioni's dumbass jumps into the pool. <laughs> I'm going to hold buddy? my breath forever. And this war <laughs> is going to protect me. Yeah. He comes back up. He's like, I'll pay you a million dollars just to leave me. She's like, all right. All right, just tell me where, just tell me where Howard is, and pay me that mill. So he goes, Howard's at the beach crib, and she's like, Oh, I know where that's at. Boom, blows his head off. I was like, You should take that. Does mill. not blow his head off. Shoots him somewhere indiscriminately. A black, <laughs> a black thing, a black strip shows up in the water like fucking leather, and that's it. He doesn't bleed. He doesn't do anything. For all she knows, she fucking missed. You should have took that mill. And then kill yes. his ass. Yes. That's and what I would have done. Because I bet she was in that house somewhere. I was like, this nigga Howard Brunswick got a lot of fucking... But how does nobody know he's dirty? He got all this fucking bread as a city councilman. They don't get paid like that. Not even today. Especially not in 1973. Yeah, he was, uh, moving, like, he was moving like a crowd congressman already. Mm-hmm. He had, a, he had a beach crib. She shows up to the beach house. He's like, oh, no. she, he's like, he tells her, I just said that coffee because what else was I going to say? And she's like, I know. She's starting to fall for her shit because she still like this nigga. Even mm. though she's holding a gun to him. And then this white woman, 
mm-hmm. out the bedroom like, baby, Howard, when you coming back to bed? <laughs> this nigga shoots him right in the dick. She shot him right in the fucking dick. And I guess he died. I guess he bled out. I get his I, dick blown off. I know how those 70s things go. She was just upset it was a white woman. But no, no, <laughs> no. Even even with it being a white woman. Okay, it's a white woman. Cool. Nigga, you just thought she was dead 15 minutes ago. How quickly did you get over this shit? Where'd you pick her up from? <laughs> I told you he was moving like a Republican out here, a black Republican. That's how right? they move. Right, like nigga, did you get over this? Like when you picked her up from the stroll, like <laughs> this was fifteen minutes ago. And not only, not only did he um, explain it as you got to understand, I thought you were dead. Like that was his explanation for this. Not only that, but before that happened, this nigga was literally smooth talking coffee, like he didn't have that white woman in his room the entire fucking time. Yeah. That's some gangster-ass G-Ratchet book club type shit. Like, you are talking to her like ain't nothing going on in the other room. Like, there's not some white woman with titties literally able to look through an open window in your bedroom? Or did she go to a railing? Or what exactly was that? She went to a railing. She came out the door from upstairs and looked over like the catwalk. But she, the most important part of this scene is the part where she goes to Howie and she tells him, all your friends are dead, and I don't know how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I can do one more. Right? I think I got one more in me. I don't know how I did it. And the fact is that if Omar hadn't set aside his job to get some ass, none of that would have none of this shit would have happened. Also, also, somewhere right now, Meg is still sitting at home wondering where King George is. Also, also, also. <laughs> Coffee should have went back and slapped Meg one more time just for due justice. Well, he didn't see sure that white, the white woman. woman. Main, that white woman was his main girl too. Mm-hmm. Kofi, Kofi was like the side chick. No, no, no. Um, what what was her name? Mystique, Mystique oh. was her side chick. <laughs> so and she good. shot Howie point blank, and there was still no blood. He shot her. He shot him in the dick. And there was still no blood. And then they cut the coffee, walking on, limping on the beach. And then I, it just ends. I did. Also, those, those are the worst. That's the worst thing about the black sportation movies, the endings. <laughs> they just end. And the cops will be on coffee in like two hours because she left hella witnesses. True. But the one thing they can get away with this is, oh, it was dark in it. It was dark in that. Um, cause, so she knew it was a black woman, but well, how did she look? Cool. Cool, except you know the white woman who was upstairs and looked right down at coffee, and yeah, but to Meg, her, she's just a and, black woman. Yeah, <laughs> and Meg who fought coffee, and uh, how you go? They gonna believe? They ain't gonna believe Meg uh, high ass. Well, they're not gonna interview Meg because she is sex worker. So she yeah, they got her. drugs and sex. They gonna not gonna, they not gonna take her seriously. True, but yeah, the cops will be on her like, wait, we're all them. There's two dead cops over here underneath this underpass. One got ran over on the freeway. Um, and then Omar's over here, uh, well, stabbed in the neck. <laughs> and everybody's talking about a woman named Coffee who happens to be a nurse at the hospital who hasn't been to work in like two days. Open and shut case, Johnson. And that's the movie. 
Rashani's first black exploitation movie. First black exploitation movie. This is the shit you bring to me. What? Really? I loved it. I didn't know this was your first black exploitation movie. That's dope. Yeah. So, one thing, we're going to get it out the way. I don't consider Black Dynamite a black exploitation movie as much as I consider it to be a satire, a a a a homage if you will yeah, yeah. to black exploitation. And I'm going to get you sucker. I don't consider I consider that to be a satire and yeah, those are the only two I ever saw. Oh wow, okay. Oh, that's gonna be dope for you to see some more then. Is it though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you got like you gotta run at least run through all like the good, the good ones at least. I'm about to you get my jokes next year off. Too. So huh? Jeff asked Jeff asked us to come back. So hopefully Jeff will come back in a couple weeks when we do Petey Wheatstraw. Petey Wheatstraw is a lesser known black exploitation movie, but it's insane. Uh, <laughs> it's an insane film. Uh, next week we're doing Truck Turner, which has Isaac Hayes in it. Then we're doing Cleopatra Jones, which is like a kung fu movie with women. Mm-hmm. And then we're finishing up with Shaft, the classic. So we're we'll not save, doing Dolomite. We'll save Dolomite and the Mac and Superfly for next year. Okay, it's a lot of these to go through. I see that. But you know, we get Truck Turner, we get PD. PD Weestraw is insane. I can't. Hopefully, I I can't wait to watch that insane Man. movie. <laughs> you know the bad thing about that shit is when I I saw your little tweet and I was like, I just watched this. Oh <laughs> shit! Let me get in contact with. <laughs> insane. I just man. watched like two or three days ago. It's insane. So yeah, we uh so yeah we got black exploitation movies. Jeff, thank you for popping up and doing this with us. I really appreciate that. Uh, Jeff and I and Shahid are doing um, for Bad Mean and Bad, Bad Mean and Good this week. Um, well, this week we're recording. I'm not sure when it's going to come out. But this week we're recording The Wash, which uh, I haven't seen. Well, spoiler alert, bad. <laughs> That's why I didn't even volunteer. I saw that shit. It, I saw what the fuck y'all doing. I saw the whole gang of roads and shit, too. I saw what the fuck y'all doing on there. I'm just sitting in the back like the old man just shaking my head. Just looking at y'all wearing King George's glasses, like mm 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 mm. I'm wearing King George's glasses and Howie's turtleneck. Mm mm. The, the wash was the only thing I could get. People. Nobody wanted to do Soul Play. Why do you think nobody wanted to do so? Right, because we know like, the answers to these questions. Like Soul Food, come on. I mean, uh, Soul Play, come on, man. Even the actors say, "Oh, this shit was bad." Yeah. What was we doing? That booty chain that fits. It's also mm, bad. No, Pootie's ain't no fit. <laughs> These are not conversation pieces. Also, I don't think the wash is bad. I don't remember the wash being bad. You don't remember the wash then? I don't think the wash is bad. Well, it's bad, but it's enjoyable. If I remember it right, yes. Because it's just basically, you know, they basically took a little bit from the uh, what car wash, just a day in the life of a car wash and all the characters that's, that's involved in it. Mm. The watch has an eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's good. So that'll be fun, man. Uh, that'll be fun. Uh, mm. So yeah, Shaheen, Jeff, and I are doing that recording that later this week. Jeff, you got anything else going on? Uh no. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, the, um, his name will be uh, top five will be out tomorrow. Top five, top five, top five. Chris Rock closing out Black History Month for. Uh, Hood classics. And y'all just did uh, Friday. Yes, yeah, we just did. did Friday. 
which is shocking that people listen to that episode because I'm like everybody, you know, I figured I'd be one of the ones that people are pass on. But why wow, everybody's seen Friday? Yeah, Honestly, yeah, that would have been that would have been one of those ones where it would have been like I don't have to y'all like I know that y'all do the um, like the live view, like you watch yeah, yeah. and discuss while you're watching. Now that would have been one of the ones where I would have been like y'all didn't even need to do the uh, live view sort of thing. It's just like yo, everybody knows this fucking movie. Let's go. Yeah. But it was awesome. cool. I mean, I, I've enjoyed listening to everybody's uh, Black History Month episodes. That, that podcast that I listen to. So everybody doing it really big. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what about the time he tried to choke me in Smoke's backyard? Oh, that was different. <laughs> that was different. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how? What are you talking about? <laughs> Every time I hear that, I just I lo- I love that movie. I'm sorry, it's it's it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, like it's still like you would think. All right, I'm not gonna laugh, but it's like no, this movie's still enjoyable, and that was like mm-hmm. 95. Mm-hmm. And they about the new one about to come out, isn't it? I don't know. Last, I've been hearing conflicting Friday, things. Whatever it's called, we don't we don't talk about that. I don't <laughs> think they need to do it. We don't we don't talk about that. No, they don't need to do it. All right, we're starting to do the close. You do the so, close. Jeff, tell them something about your show, man. Floor is yours. Oh, shit. I thought I've been on here enough. Everybody would know. But if this is your first time listening to me on this side of things, uh, my name is Jeff. I have a podcast, uh, Jeff vs. the World. Uh, under that, I have Hood Classics, uh, the I Am Not Dave Wrestling Podcast, and Bad Meaning Bad, Bad Meaning Good, which you can hear Rashani and Brandon on um, from time to time. Uh, usually hood classics. It's just me and my uh, buddy Shahid just doing the movies that we enjoy, going through them. Uh, a live reaction, a live watch, uh, which is somewhat become now instead of just reviewing the movie. Uh, and wrestling is it is what it is. You know what it is if you watch wrestling. And bad meaning bad is just movies that we just pick out of thin air, pretty much. Or movies that we feel like that we want to talk about. Uh, and we have a different cast of characters that would once a month would just be on there. Um, this month is Brandon, and you guys already know we're doing the wash. So that should be fun. Um, and yeah, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeffers the World on Twitter, where I just tweet about whatever I'm enjoying and usually try to keep the tweets uh, pleasant and happy and <laughs> or just joking and stuff because it's too serious sometimes. So try to lighten the mood out here because, yeah, life can be hard. So, so did y'all know before we go? Well, wait, 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 wait. I just want to say one thing before you do this. The reason why I make sure that you always tell folks where they can find you at is because you never know when this is the first show somebody may be hearing from hindsight. So, yeah, you could be on sure a million episodes with us and be on a million more. But, you know, you, you know, always want to take time to get your brand in there. Did y'all know there was a Friday the animated series? Yeah. Yeah, it was on Saturdays. What? How did y'all I've never heard of this, but Phil Lamar as Craig? What? Yeah, it was it wasn't good. <laughs> and it wasn't there for a long time. C- Carrie Payton as Smokey? Carrie Payton? <laughs> the, the, the nigga who played Cyborg? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's wild. But yeah, okay. So I just had to get that out. I didn't know that while we were doing that, but okay. So close it out. So uh, 916-633-1537 is a voicemail number. Jeff is on Twitter at Jeff First the World. 
Brand is on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B O K. I'm Rashani, and the show is Hindsight Reviews. Um, the email address is hindsightmoviereviews at gmail.com. In both circumstances, review is spelled R E V U E S. Uh, you can also leave review for the show on Spotify. Literally takes 13 seconds. Just push the button and push five stars. Uh, you can also leave review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that in the Apple Podcast, and then copy and paste that in the Good Pods. Um, you could donate to the show at Patreon.com/slash/SingleSimulcast or uh, BuyMeACoffee.com/slash/SSCast or on the Good Pods app. And I think that about sums it up. Yeah. Thank y'all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. Like, these movies um, are one of the highlights of my week. And getting the chance to live tweet this one was a lot of fun. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing what the fuck train wreck we run into next, which is what? Truck Turner. Truck Turner. Turner. Is it about somebody who's turning trucks? Truck <laughs> Turner is on Amazon Prime right now. Okay. Uh, Truck Turner is a bounty hunter. Mac Named Truck, Truck Turner? Turner. Mac. <laughs> Mac Truck. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> say, say less. Say less, fam. Mac Truck Turner is played by Isaac Hayes. Um, almost always finds his target, but his latest prize, a pimp called Gator, is killed while Turner. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Gator? Like the nigga from. Gary got my bitches. Pimps, uh, don't cry. <laughs> Pimps, Gator's don't girl, Gator's girl, Dorinda, vows to avenge his death and offers ownership of her successful call girl operation to anyone who can knock off Turner. I've go. never seen that before, and I'm absolutely going to watch This movie, by the way, made $3 million in 1974. Yeah, he's one of the ones I ducked and dodged. <laughs> Truck Turner. Pimps don't cry. Fucking Gator. Mac Truck Turner. It's going to be some shit. We'll see y'all next week. Y'all be good. We'll holler at you later. Peace. The theme music for Hindsight is The Insider Theme by The Insider. You can find this song on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my name, just listen.